Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Brendan, the package has arrived, I see. That's one of the beauties of being in studio to do the show is I can actually see the board. And uh, we are going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show the present general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland. Hello, Ken. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Hey, uh, look, some guys will do anything to avoid not seeing me. I invited myself to your place uh in uh, in the Okanagan, and you went off to the World uh, U18 Championships. So, like Gretzky, like, come on, man, what's going on there? Was, was it? Was it? Yeah, that you much? were in you were in the Okanagan. I was in Red Deer. There but, you go. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, know, you got some beautiful weather. It's been beautiful out here for the last two three weeks. I'm actually in Vernon here, going back to Edmonton tonight. So, uh, but. Uh, just, just missed you. Well, it was hot there for sure. So, all right. Look, uh, all all kidding aside, uh, you know, uh, we it's it's literally a year round business right now, especially because of how things worked out with the pandemic. And you were taking care of business over the course of the last couple of weeks, getting a couple players that were theoretically headed to arbitration uh, done. Uh, first, it was yes, a Poljarvi, a one year deal, three million dollars, and then two years uh, late last week on Kyler Yamamoto, three point one million just the thought on uh, having those deals come together well first off obviously happy that we avoided arbitration arbitration is never a, a healthy uh, uh, way to find a solution you like to negotiate a solution you obviously you're part of um, getting deals done is, is having relationships with your players so i'm happy we avoided arbitration and obviously the arbitration process is based upon com- comparables uh, and uh, we were able to find a solution. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, they feel good about the numbers. I think the players feel good about uh, what they've got. And, um, you know, looking forward to getting to, getting to training camp and to see uh, how we look. Does arbitration, my understanding of arbitration, Ken, is that one of the big qualifiers for forwards is points per game. Does that work against the Edmonton Oilers because you have two superstars by the name of McDavid or Drysaddle who are the two highest scoring players in the league since the start of the 16-17 season? Uh, they help drive numbers for other players, or, or you just have to live with that. Yeah, I mean, obviously Connor and Leon drive numbers for for everybody. I mean, they're they're 
two of the best, if not the two best forwards in the National Hockey League. They're two of a very, very, very small list, and and uh, certainly they make other players better. That's that's what great players do, and um, you just uh, it is it is what it is. And certainly the the, the 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 two players we're talking about both play with those guys, but they you know they uh, they complement them, um, and. Uh, you know, so it kind of works back and forth, but certainly Connor and Leon uh, make everybody better. And, uh, you know, but that's it is what it is. I'm, I'm happy to have them. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you about Ryan McLeod. He does not have arbitration rights. Uh, and, you know, his brother got two years at 975, and he had almost identical numbers to the same point in his career that Ryan has. Is there any concern at all that uh, something won't get done on Ryan McLeod, or is that an inevitability? It's an inevitability. We're, we're going to get Ryan done. I mean, he's going to be he's going to be in training camp. He'll be signed. Um, you know, I think that um, you, know, you know whether it's on a one year deal or a two year deal, I think they would like to see. You know, am I am I done? I'm not sure. I, I, exactly. If I'm done, I would say to you right now, Bob, that probably the industry is kind of now that arbitration's over. Certainly, the World Junior is on, but I've talked to a lot of managers over the last uh, uh, week or so, and the industry's starting to go quiet now till probably after Labor Day. There are some players that are out there that are still looking for for opportunities, and agents are are, are calling. But most of the teams uh, have spent their their cap space, and they might have a little bit left, and maybe looking for somebody that can maybe give you a little deeper between the seven fifty and you know less than a million dollar dollar mark. So you know, once you get after Labor Day weekend, and teams start to start thinking towards prospect tournaments and training camp, you know, you can now maybe have some 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 conversations but i think for the most part everybody's kind of feeling pretty good about what they've got they feel good about their kids they're looking forward to getting the training camp with what they've got and and uh, and sorting it all out and we're, we're we're in the same boat we're joined by orders gm ken hall and bob stoffer with you in orders now so ken you know you, you're you've got a couple guys that are going to be in ltir clef bomb and, and mike smith uh you're, you're going to be tight against the cap here is there really any pressure right now to do anything given that the regular season doesn't start for another two months. No, no, not really. Again, I think, like I said, I think that it's yeah. obviously that it's two for two months away. Um, I feel good about what we were able to accomplish over the the course of the summer. I think that uh, with the growth of some of our forwards, I think we're we're getting. You know, obviously, one of the things that we've tried to do over the last three years is get deeper up front. And I think we're slowly, you know, with the, when Evander Kane came on board, and now we've kept him, and you know, Zach Hyman, the, the, the growth of Yamamoto, and the growth of McLeod, and the growth of Pugliarvi. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting to camp to see what guys like Holloway and Broberg, uh, Deharnay, Samarukov, mm. uh, Nima and you know, certainly Stu Skinner. We're planning on Stu Skinner. Part of getting better is that the young people are are pushing on not only on your team and getting better, but the push to make your to make your team gives you makes you makes you deeper. So I think I feel good about where we're at today. Um, but you know, if you can find somebody out there that. For seven fifty, eight fifty. Obviously, anybody that makes you know under one point one seven five, you know, you, you, that gives you the flexibility that you can put that player in the minors and he's off your cap. So that's the beauty of signing somebody that between seven fifty and nine fifty. Now they can come in and make your team and make your team deeper and better. Good. 
but if if they if they don't win, they can go. You can put them on waivers, and they're off your cap, and you can maybe tuck them away in the American League, and they can they can give you more depth because uh, over the course of 82 games, you're going to need more than 12 or 13 forwards. You're going to probably need 14, 15, 16 forwards, and realistically, you're probably going to need you know nine or ten defense. But so you got to have depth. We're joined by Ken Holland. Ken, uh, 34 years ago tomorrow is the anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky sale to the LA Kings. And since then, there's always been a little bit of, and it makes sense uh, from an Oilers fan uh, perspective, a little bit of neurosis about uh, sort of, you know, the market and that sort of thing. Now, I just knowing, and I'm, hey, I'm a relatively small player. In the in the in the world of hockey media, but but I get calls from certain agents. Hey, do you think the others would? And so the question I'm going to have for you is: I think the perception of the team and the fact that they went three rounds maybe altered how certain people see Edmonton. Did you see any byproduct from that during this offseason? Were there some surprising calls, maybe from some you know uh, agents representing veteran players? that in the past wouldn't have looked at Edmonton, but are maybe seen Edmonton as a viable option because of the potential of winning. Well, let me give you an example, Bob. I, I know that Jim DeVolano took over the Detroit Red Wings in 1983, and I don't think Detroit was any kind of a destination um, in 1983 to in the, in, in, in the 80s. When the team got competitive, um, Detroit became became a destination. I think that in the world that we live in, you know, with a cap world, players want to play on on teams that are competitive. And certainly, what you know, when I became manager here three years ago, you know, the player it's the player development, and, and, and lots of the players that Peter Shirelli and his his people left behind when I take over have have grown into important. You know, the McLeods and the Bouchards and the and the Yamamoto's and. And, I, and, and, and you know, it's, it's drafting and developing, and I've tried to hang on to the traded a bunch of picks over the last three years to try to in the win now mode. But I've tried, I've hang on to the first round picks, and you know, we went this year, we picked one, and then we picked five. Uh, but next year, we've got most of our, I think, all of our picks except for maybe one pick. So, you know, you got to draft and you got to develop. We're trying to certainly we're in the win now mode. When you look at uh, the nucleus of the team and the age of the team and 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 how good they are, we're in the win now mode. So you. You are spending some futures to try to help, to win now, but you've also got to have a push of kids to in a salary cap world. So I would say to you that you know by by you know in my mind we made the playoffs three years in a row. I know we lost that playoff thing to Chicago, but I, we were going to make the playoffs in my mind. And then then the pandemic hit, and 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 uh, you know we're, we're we're building and certainly going to the final four this year. You know when you're in the final four. Every second night in the third round of the playoffs, you're the only game in the entire National Hockey League. When we were playing Colorado, the entire hockey world was watching us. And the next night they were watching, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, I think if we can continue to be competitive and, and continue to be uh, um, compete with the elite teams in the league, I don't care. It, matters. it doesn't matter about the city. It doesn't matter about the weather. It doesn't matter about the country. You're going to have players that want to come and play for your for your program, and that's what we're trying to build. And I think that last year going to the Final Four was was a was an incredibly important step in that process of letting people know what a fabulous place Edmonton is to play, what an incredible fan base, what a passionate fan base, what an incredible uh, facility we've got, one of the best facilities in the world with an attached practice practice rink, and that's what going to 
the final four, you know, helps get your message out that you've got really good players, but you've also got all these other things, the fan base, the, the city, the, 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 the facilities. Um, I think that, that, that certainly a final four helps get that, that, that news out there. We're joined by Ken Holland. Ken, uh, and of the teams that were in the final four, you're the only team that had the last four number ones uh, still with the organization. So, obviously, Broberg, who you mentioned, Holloway, who you mentioned in 19 and 20, uh, and Broberg was your first uh, first round pick that you made, and then subsequently Borgo, and then ultimately Reed Schaefer this year. And, and I have a theory. I wouldn't trade a number one, Ken, unless I got a star player back. Like, that would be the only way I'd even contemplate doing it. How important do you think, you know, you've, you've also got a bunch of defensemen, uh, and I bumped into Dave Manson last night, Deherney, Niemalainen, Samarukov. You need, you know, one of those guys to take a step here in the next couple of years. But, you know, when you talk to, you know, maybe the agents out there, are they aware of, you know, you got a stable of three first-round pick forwards that are coming that aren't contributing yet to this year's to to the team, and then you've got some prospect D that could make it as well. When you have conversations with these guys about potentially placing their players, are they aware of the, of the depth of what you've maybe built up here? I believe so. I mean, everybody's you know everybody's got in, in, in information and pro scouts and and statistics, but you know what I like about those guys you just mentioned. You know, they are anything is twenty four. You know, they're 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 22 to 24. They're coming into, you know, that's the sort of the age when most of them, you know, you start to enter the the National Hockey League. Broberg got his feet wet last year. Nima Linen got his feet wet. Um, you know, Sam Rukov played the one game. It was a tough night in St. Louis, but he bounced back and had a great second half for us. And Dayarne, uh, you know, he's six foot seven. He's unique. You know, how many? Where do you find six foot seven defense with a big 240, 45 pounds? So. I'm excited going to training camp, and I think that uh, we are deeper on the back end than people 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 think. And I think if you know Bakersfield's had two really good seasons down there, and these defensemen have played regular. You know, Broberg is just this year, but Samarukov, well, he was in Europe, but but you know, Niemalainen's been there the last couple of years. Deharnay and Broberg was in the Swedish league last year, a year ago, and this year in America's Bakersfield. Nemo, Nemo spent a couple of years, so the they're they're at a good age. They're 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 ready to push. They're 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 looking forward to try to come in and and force their way onto the team. And I think I think internal competition is is so important in uh, in um, having su- having success. So. You know, I think that um, when we play preseason games, I'm excited to watch these 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 play these these eight preseason games are going to be really really important. And us making some decisions, and also seeing if someone does go to the, the American League, you know, they might be closer than we think. And so I'm excited about this year's training camp. Ken Slater Cuckoo did not finish the season with the organization. He left for a personal leave. Uh, where are we at with him for the upcoming year? Well, I talked to his agent, Rich Winter, recently, and I've been t- I texted a couple times. Uh, well, maybe this would be about three weeks ago with with Slater. Um, uh, I haven't heard anything different. I'm, I'm I'm expecting him to be in training camp. Um, he's preparing to go, so I'm expecting to see Slater in training camp uh, on the ice, uh, unless I get some different news between now and training camp. But that's the last piece of news I've got. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. And you mentioned uh, that you were at the Holinka Gretzky. I watched a bunch of the games. TSN does a terrific job in those broadcasts. Um, I, I got to tell you, Ken, I was really impressed with the depth of Canada's forwards. 
Like there were, I'm told this is a better year. Now tell me this, that you had a chance. It's the start of the uh, scouting season. You're an old scout at heart. Do the chances increase that you want to hold on to your first round pick when you've seen a bunch of kids play like the kids that played in the Laker Gretzky? Without a doubt, I think it was very valuable for me as a manager to get in there to see, you know, I've been hearing from people in the industry, our own scouts that 2005, you know, this, this draft class is, is a really good draft class. I know it's supposed to be really strong out in the in, in WHL. It was, hasn't been very deep the last year or two. So, you know, for me to go out and personally, I'm with you. There's probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight forwards on the Canadian team that you could make a case that put our first rounders. And, you know, there was other first rounders on these other teams. So absolutely, uh, it was very, very beneficial for me to uh, to be able to see um, this this class uh, of, uh, of draft eligibles and uh, – you know, as, as, as we go push our way towards the trade deadline, um, you know, and having to make those decisions, hopefully we play our way into being a buyer. And then I've got to make some make some decisions about, uh, you know, what futures you want to give up. Certainly we're going to be cap challenged be, between uh, the money that we've spent and being in, in LTI. So, But, yes, it was very, very beneficial for me to see. Um, it looks like it's going to be a really, really good draft class this year. We kind of know what, you know, like we'll see where Pogliarvi grows to and where Yamamoto grows to, but we've seen those guys a lot. How much of a wild card? Just one final one for you, and it's a bit of a curveball. You got Broberg on defense and Holloway at forward. Uh, I got Broberg penciled in on the team. I'm not sure about Holloway, but how, how much of a wild card are these two guys heading into training camp? Certainly, uh, you know, Broberg has now played two years in the Swedish League and one year in the American League, um, and he got his, his feet wet this year. And I think, when for the most part, when he played, we were real happy with him. So, um, you know, I'm going to give we're giving Broberg every opportunity to make the team. I mean, he's going to have to. I guess he probably going to have to play his way off the team more than play his way on the team. Base. I thought he had a real good year in Bakersfield, um, and uh, you know, obviously after the top five. Right now, as we as we speak, you know, I'm not sure where Slater Kukuk is at, and then we're into Broberg, Nimalainen, Deharnay, that that competition. I mean, and Samarukov, and expecting one of those for sure to be on our team, one of those young defensemen. Um, Holloway's going to be. It's a little more challenging with the signing of uh, Janmark, and and uh, you know, the, Fogel is here as a left winger. Uh, uh, whether Nugent Hopkins plays left wing or if he goes in the center, then you got McLeod that can play left wing or center. You know, obviously with the re-signing of Evander Kane, um, Hyman can play left wing. Hyman can play can play right right wing. So um, certainly Dylan. Now Dylan brings up provides a dimension of speed. Um, you know, he's six foot one and, and and size. But I want as a young player. He'll be in Edmonton if he's going to be in the lineup every night. I don't want Dylan Holloway to be the 13th or 14th forward. In my mind, Dylan Holloway's fighting for one of 12 spots. And if the coach tells me after training camp that he wants him in the lineup on opening night, he'll be on the team. If he's if he's going to be a healthy scratch, he can healthy scratch and play in the American League. And when we need him, we'll we'll, we'll call him up. But that's that's going to be the, these are the exciting decisions that we're going to have to make in training camp because I think we've got some good young players and. Anxious to see where they're at. And Holloway and Broberg are two of them. Ken, thanks for giving us uh, 18 minutes. Enjoy your time in Vernon, and we'll uh, possibly see you next week uh, for uh, the second week of the World Juniors. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Ken Holland. He is the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, general manager, president of hockey operations. And Ken Holland was our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. We're going to see Trent Will Hawk uh, Friday.
at the Chorus Golf Tournament. Looking forward to that. Speaking of Wilhock beef jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, we talked briefly about the dry settle contract in Trucker Davis, Texas, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Bob, dry settle's contract is the best in the league. I have to concede that Shirelli did a good job on that one deal. Again, you can text us at 7804960063. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Um, Bob, I heard you were at the Cuban Assassin's 70th birthday. How was it? I was not at the Cuban Assassin's 70th birthday. Uh, of the former Stampede Wrestling greats, he would not qualify as top three for me, but uh, whatever. Uh, there you go. Uh, keep it coming. Uh, Bob, uh, please convey order con- oil or Oil country's serious hesitations and cause for alarm in regards to a possible P.K. Subban signing. He appears to have lost more than just a step, and unless it's a PTO and he can prove himself both by being in adequate shape by his fellow players' standards, then the signing and an incentive-based contract, so if he doesn't perform, he doesn't get paid, the risk is worth more than the possible reward. That's from Jay in a tinfoil fat, uh, hat. <laughs> um, if you just heard Ken Holland, that is, I, I don't see, I, I think the owners might add another forward on a cheap deal. I don't think they're adding another D. I think they're going to let sort of the younger defensemen play it out right now. Ken Holland just joining us. Do want to mention our friends out of Brent Ridge Ford. I want you to know they've currently stocked with pre-owned Jeeps, Honda CRV, uh, Toyota RAV4, a Hyundai Santa Fe, and options from Chevy, GMC, and Buick. Of course, they also boast a selection of quality used Ford products for sale as well. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. You can call Uncle Milt Rich Johnny at one 477 3673 And remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. They had a car show out there this weekend at Brent Ridge Ford. 128 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll try to make sense of the Oilers cap situation, what the Boston Bruins are doing, and the Vegas Golden Knights, amongst other teams. Hart Levine coming up from Puckpedia.